Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is your host, Michelle, coming to you live from my bedroom here in Waco, where I am boarding F on day <laughs> 16 of quarantine. Um, so thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, my whole goal with this podcast is to kind of like connect with people who you know I can't see due to social distancing and self-isolation and also to get you know different takes and perspectives on this whole coronavirus pandemic anyways so my guests today are my two favorite women in the whole entire world, my little sisters. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. So this is Lala Dar. This is Fudge. Fudge? That's what we're going to call you? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Lala and Fudge. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Um, what do y'all do? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? Sure, I'll go first. So, and yeah. where and where you live and where you're from and etc. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is Lala. I grew up in Odessa, but right now I live in Dallas, Texas. I work as a publicist for a really small PR agency based in Dallas. And I'm also in school um, to get my MBA. So doing an online program that way. Okay, cool. This is Fudge. I was raised in Odessa, currently live in Odessa, and I am in nursing school. Sweet. Or let or at least you were in nursing school until this all happened. <laughs> yeah. Now it's online, but Oh, okay. Well that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. So Lel, you said that you live in Dallas. Can you tell us a little bit about what are the, like, are there shelter-in-place orders for Dallas? Like, what are the rules and what's going on there? Yeah, so Dallas is under shelter-in-place orders. Um, so no public gatherings of any kind. Um, so that means no one can go into restaurants. No one can go to public shopping areas. Um, we're still, thankfully, <laughs> able to go to grocery stores and to non-essential businesses, which also thankfully includes restaurants. So um, you can go into restaurants to pick up any to-go orders, or you can order it out, uh, like dine out. Um, But social distancing, basically with a shelter-in-place order, means that there are legal ramifications if you don't maintain your six-foot distance from people or, um, you know, have some kind of, like, big public gathering in parks or something like that so you will see so they're actually so they're actually ticketing people and like enforcing that yeah so social distancing it's it's not like a legal um it's 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 not a legal requirement but with a shelter in place order it does become a legal requirement so um there are more cops driving around and they'll issue fines for people who break that um requirement I guess um but you will still see people you know out and about walking their dogs like parks are still open as long as you maintain your distance um people are obviously still going to grocery stores but there are a lot of 
um, restrictions on how many people can be in the store at once. And even for big box stores like Walmart or Kroger, there are people at the doors who are wiping down every single cart um, and, you know, trying to make sure that everyone is kind of keeping their distance and staying as clean and sanitized as possible. Well, that's cool. We have a lot of the same rules here in place in Waco, but they have made it clear that they are not enforcing it. Like they're not going to like cops are not going to pull you over to ask for like a reason for why you're driving Mm -hmm. around. They're not going to give tickets. It's just on us to do the right thing, which what is the whole point then? (laughs) Anyways, um, what about you, Fudge? What's going on in Odessa? Um, not much. They closed the schools down. Everything's online now. And um, they're, I guess, going to have like a shelter in place uh, effective tomorrow. But <clears throat> okay, these past two weeks, like grocery stores are open. And they don't limit the amount of people who can go in. So, and I think they're closing the non-essential businesses, but the oil field counts as essential. So that's pretty much everyone in Odessa. So it doesn't really make a difference anyways. Yeah, I would say Odessa has a lot of bars, restaurants. Oh, they closed, stores. they closed the bars. Yeah. But like lots of restaurants and grocery stores, which are all considered essential businesses. So I don't see any of those really slowing down yeah so kind of does that frustrate you um kind of because it's gonna spread and continue to spread and i feel like no one's taking it seriously because we have such low numbers of positive cases here so (coughs) how many cases do y'all have in odessa we have three they confirmed two this morning and then midland has 12 so okay and in dallas there are as of yesterday confirmed 439 cases but it's growing every single day um before we started recording i actually like looked up the number and was shocked because as of three weeks ago in dallas there were maybe like 12 cases and like the rate at which it has spread is very concerning to me. <laughs> yeah, didn't you mention to me earlier that Dallas is now considered a hotspot? Yeah, spot? I was looking at a map um, that the Dallas Morning News published yesterday, and Dallas <laughs> and Houston have the largest number of cases in Texas altogether. That is concerning. Um in Waco, I think as of this morning, we have 36 confirmed cases, but we also have five confirmed cases of um, people who have recovered. Oh, wow, that's good. Okay. Five people. Here we go. As of March 29th, there are no new cases. So between yesterday and today, there were no new cases. The total number of cases is 36. Five people have been hospitalized. Five people have recovered. Zero deaths in McLennan County. And this is per the Waco-McLennan County Public Health District Facebook page. Anyways, so I read somewhere actually that the 
per capita number of cases in Waco is greater than Dallas. So it's upsetting to me that they're not enforcing the shelter in place order. I mean, we can still um, go uh, like essential businesses are still open and we can leave to go, you know, to do essential things or whatnot but no one's really going to stop us if we aren't social distancing like I was at the store earlier and people just didn't care and I was just darting around and like holding my breath and like trying to avoid so it's so crazy because I went grocery shopping last weekend and there were people who you know were wearing gloves and masks while they were shopping around and trying to be very cautious and then there were people who were like coughing and sneezing like clearly sick and still like out and about walking around grocery shopping and you know even if they don't have the virus they're still sick and they need to be staying home because that is what the cdc is recommending and what doctors are recommending like it doesn't matter what kind of sickness you have like stay home and it's just crazy to me to see people who either don't care or just go like really over the top with it. Our whole culture is built around like being lazy <laughs> AF and Netflixing. And like, why is it so difficult for people to yeah. just do that? Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> so. Oh, Mark told me that how long some woman was in a grocery store shopping and she coughed all over like food, like produce. And so they had to throw out $135,000 worth of food. Here? Yes, he was arrested. No, it wasn't here. I don't know where. But I read that on know, the news somewhere. Yeah, I overheard her talking to her friends on the phone. <laughs> wow gross how long have both of y'all been quarantined at home so living in dallas they put restrictions out very early on um so i've been quarantined for about three weeks and i was in dallas but being quarantined by myself i was going um out of my mind with boredom so i kind of broke the rules and drove to odessa yesterday to stay with my family for a few days just so i can have some kind of social interaction um, but altogether, it's been like three and a half weeks for me. That's yeah. rough. Um, what about you, Fudge? I've been quarantined for almost two weeks now. And I use the term quarantine loosely because I have left the house almost every day. <laughs> Doing what? <laughs> um, just hanging out with my friends because I can't stay in this house. This house is way too small, and mom's always trying to make me do chores. (laughs) (laughs) This is the eternal story of our lives here. (laughs) Well, Lala doing something irresponsible and ratchet, and Freyal skirting her house responsibilities. Nothing new. <laughs> Nothing has changed. So, um, both of y'all <coughs> mentioned that you were in school. 
and um Lala, I know that you were doing an online program. Fudge, you were not. You were actually taking classes in person and doing clinicals, yeah. weren't you? So how have things changed now since the coronavirus? Um, so our entire college decided to do classes online. Which uh-huh. means for me, Monday through Thursday, like three hours a day. We live stream our teacher and <clears throat> she just lectures us. And then we have like homework online. And then for mm-hmm. clinicals, <clears throat> it really sucks because I really wanted to go to the hospitals because I thought now would be the perfect time to see, you know, all the craziness going on. But um, mm-hmm. the hospital will not allow us to go. So we do clinicals online. Which kind of sucks because you don't really get to practice your skills in online simulation. Right. So, kind of bummed out. And even if this whole thing clears up <coughs> before the end of the semester, we still have to stay online. And they are um, coming up with like a game plan for the our third semester which starts in may because they (coughs) sorry i have a cough i have the corona Um, (laughs) oh no because they think and i'm pretty sure we're still gonna have to stay quarantined through may so i don't know how it's gonna affect graduation but i'm hoping we can still graduate on time Are you worried? Not really, because our teachers told us, like, not to worry, because there's no way we won't graduate, but they just don't know when. But I'm... Right, just, like, the logistics of it all? um, I'm pretty sure they can make something happen and we'll graduate on time, because they, I think in Texas or maybe in the United States, they're allowing, like, student nurses in their last year no i think it's in the u.s okay so students in their last year of nursing school or graduated nurses who haven't had their license or gotten their license yet you can work as a nurse without actually having your license i guess because they're so like in demand for nurses yeah and in the medical field and why you and why you they're like um, like last year, med students uh, graduate early because they so desperately need doctors in New York. It's crazy. New York is one of the it worst is, hit. It is the worst. Yeah. Mm, um. What about you, Lala? How has coronavirus affected your academic? So I was already doing an online program, so it hasn't really affected my um, timeline for school, but the school in general, like all the undergrad students and graduate programs have switched to like we're all um, fully online. I think it's the same with all Dallas, like major um, colleges and universities have just switched to fully online. I know a lot of people or a lot of my friends are parents and they're also like homeschooling kids who are in high school or, you know, younger. Um, I will say it has affected my job very drastically, though. 
How um, so? So working in PR, my clients um, really depend on the news cycle and what brands are doing. So for example, one of my clients is a plastic surgeon um, and we do public relations and marketing and social media for her. Um, but with the news cycle really only covering coronavirus, uh, it's really hard to find good media placements or even pitch angles that we can present to editors because no one's really interested in plastic surgery right now. It seems so trivial compared to the health crisis that's going on. Um, in addition, right. the government has requested that um, surgeons you know, cancel any kind of elective procedures. Um, and really just stick to what's critical uh, so as not to, like, waste hospital resources and stuff like that. So our client is no longer, you know, taking new patients or really doing any work right now. So there's no point in really investing in PR and marketing for her. It doesn't make any sense if she can't take on new patients. It's not going to really, you know, do anything for her business. So we're going to end up losing her as a client. My other clients really um, are influencers or individuals who – really rely on brand partnerships but a lot of the brands that we work with in the you know fashion beauty you know health and wellness spaces they're really like the entire the entire economy of course is like shook up by the virus but especially these small businesses and really like any kind of business in the U.S. is really kind of trying to figure out what to do next everyone is really confused about how to move forward um especially with these brands that our clients want to work with they you know they just don't see the value in using influencers to promote their businesses right now because they you know have a very uh, limited cash flow now uh, so they don't have the budgets to invest in influencer marketing or really social media marketing right now and they're just trying to figure out what their own next steps are which means that everything with our clients is really on pause and really there's not much work I can actually do for my clients during this pandemic like my boss was even telling me that she might have to take a hiatus from the business altogether until all this blows over so maybe like the end of summer so it really leaves my job up in the air and it leaves me with a lot of limited options because this issue that I'm facing is really happening across um, a lot of verticals within PR and marketing so even if I get laid off, it's not like I can go somewhere else and do the same kind of job. It's really like affecting every business. So yeah, that's been tough figuring out really what my next steps are. I know we were talking about small businesses. So you had mentioned um, the effect on small businesses and um, like you both know, I work for an accounting firm and a lot of our clients are local small businesses here in Waco and they've really been struggling. And I've noticed in the last few weeks, our community has really stepped up um, to support small businesses um, in any way they can. You know, we do um, accounting services for some restaurants here in Waco and I know the you know we have a skeleton crew working in the office and the rest of us have been working from home for the last few weeks but the office the firm has been buying lunch for everyone um, from these you know local small restaurants 
here in Waco and just in general, everyone's really been stepping up and trying to support small businesses. And I really appreciate that. I know they really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. We have, um, Balcones Distillery, they're a local company, local small business. And so they make whiskey, but they recently um, retooled their equipment and started making hand sanitizer. So that's pretty cool how they just went from like making whiskey to making hand sanitizer because there's a shortage. Tito's is going to do that too, or maybe they've done that already. Yeah, it's probably because people have been trying to use it, Tito's as oh. hand sanitizer. <laughs> they had to uh they had to post something on social media telling everyone that there wasn't enough alcohol in their oh vodka God. to safely <laughs> destroy germs. So anyways, um it's definitely you know, there's a lot of uncertainty regarding the future and regarding work. Um, you know, my clients are all local government, so I don't anticipate that they will be going um, out of business or shutting down, but it's definitely scary. Um, it's It makes me anxious to think about the long-term effects of this coronavirus pandemic. Um, Do y'all have any concerns or anxieties? I know that all three of us in particular, uh, we suffer with anxiety. And so I want to kind of get your take on like, what are you thinking? Um, How are you feeling? I don't really have anxiety when it comes to the virus I just think that um I just worry about our parents specifically our dad because he actually has to take care of the COVID patients and he's considered high risk because he's older and diabetic so he's actually started to distance himself from the rest of the family which is kind of (laughs) sad Oh, yeah. And he's going to be a guest on one of my later episodes. So it'll be interesting to get his take on all of this. But I am also concerned (laughs) for our parents. I call them every day and check on them. But it's rough. Um, What about you, Lal? What are some of your anxieties? kind of feel like for y'all and that I'm not really worried about getting sick myself because I feel like I do like all the things you're supposed to to self-quarantine and stay safe and healthy so I feel fine for myself um but reading about like the extreme strain on like uh, hospitals and just general like economic resources gives me a lot of anxiety um and really, like, what's going to happen? How long we have to really stay in quarantine? Because no one really knows. Um, re- reports show that, like, this is really going to spike in May. And that is two months from now. Like, we, at the very yeah. least, will be quarantined for two more months, which is just crazy to me. And it's just, like, the uncertainty yeah. of, like, where this is all going and what's going to happen, how long is it going to last. 
gives me a lot of anxiety more than, you know, the risk of me getting sick myself. Me too. Like, I think I'll be fine just because I, all I do is really stay at home unless I need yeah. to go to the mm-hmm. store for something. And I've been trying to limit that. And I carry hand sanitizer with me everywhere. I pretty much hold my breath every time I walk by someone. I like try and social distance as much as possible when I'm out in public. But um, yeah, I'm scared about like how it's going to affect our parents and like our parents generation I know our crazy lieutenant governor doesn't care and he thinks um that grandparents should sacrifice themselves for the economy but I don't agree like I want my parents at home safe and sound um it also worries me because a lot of like young people are getting sick um and I know this is, like, really deep, but I have always been scared of, like, suffocating. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's what this disease is. Like, that's how it kills you. Like, there's so much fluid in your lungs you can't breathe. Like, that's scary. (laughs) I mean, so I have anxiety about, like the thought of actually having it and it potentially getting really bad. Um, I have a lot of anxiety about um, people not taking the medical field seriously. (laughs) I feel, I don't know. We're not taking our doctors and nurses advice seriously. I still see people, just not really caring, congregating all over the place. So one thing that we've been doing during quarantine is taking the dogs out for a walk around our neighborhood just to get out, um, get some fresh air. And the last two days, there have been a lot of other people walking around, which is fine. We've, you know, been maintaining distance. But then there was, like, a group of eight people all hanging out at the street corner because the dogs were sniffing each other. (laughs) What is wrong with you? This is not okay. And so then I just start getting paranoid. And, you know, my mother-in-law has a lot of health issues. I really worry about her because she's always running around doing things. And, like, you know, I can't keep an eye on her. I don't know what she's doing. Um, I... I don't know, like, the more I think about everything being shut down for another two months, because I firmly believe it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, But, like, you know how I am? Like, whenever we watch disaster movies, I'm always a person who thinks of, like, how are they going to rebuild from this, you know? Like, the stupid logistics of it all. Um, I think that's what gives me anxiety. Like, the logistics of getting back to normal. Because because I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I don't know, like, how far we're going to have to, like, rise to come back. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a very, very uphill battle. Um, it also worries me that it's an election year and 
people are not going to uh like I think people are gonna be used as a pawn um in like a political game yeah, because it's gonna yeah. drag on. Yeah. Um you know what I mean? So I feel like I mean it already is a like people are already being used as political pawns. Um like I think the president is going back and forth with the Michigan governor over supplies. And yeah. it's just like, this is so stupid. People are dying. <laughs> just everyone shut up and do your jobs. But it is what it is. What are some things y'all are doing to cope with the anxieties that you feel and like quarantine life in general? Um, watching TV and then seeing <clears throat> friends helps me even yeah. though you shouldn't be seeing friends oh, so <laughs> i mean that's counter to about six this... feet apart <laughs> <laughs> oh okay um, cool for me it's about uh kind of staying active and just forcing myself to get out of the house not you know necessarily going to public spaces but just like getting up walking the dog a few times a day so I'm out in the sun enjoying the weather instead of staying cooped up inside all day um like going for a jog exercising more at home um you know I do (laughs) binge on Netflix a lot too but also just trying to find like creative things to do as well like working on puzzles or just like um you know like painting stuff at home right now I'm really obsessed with redecorating my living room so that's been a fun distraction trying to find like decor and furniture online online shopping has been <laughs> a big thing for me oh yeah as well but I would say for the most part just like getting out of the house doing something even if it's just a walk around the block like getting out every once in a while has definitely been helpful and then I know that um I would say pre-pandemic everyone was trying to you know, talk about how we need to get off social media and just be more present in the moment. But I would say that being on social media has helped me a lot more because there's such a, like, big spread of positivity right now. And especially with these Dallas businesses, like, there are so many people here in Dallas that are, like, promoting small businesses and coming up with lists of, like, restaurants, like, mom-and-pop restaurants in Dallas where you can still order takeout or, you know, they're on Grubhub, so you should still order from them or like promoting ways that you can still volunteer and help the community, even if it's just from your home or like in a way that's still respectful of social distancing. So for me, like being on social media and seeing like how positive people are and how everyone's really rallying together to get through this together has been really helpful for me, especially it's a good distraction from everything that's on the news. This is true. I've been taking a lot <laughs> of BuzzFeed quizzes. And <laughs> um, I've been reading a lot of articles about things people are doing to pass the time and a lot of like feel good stories. Like I watched this uh, video that someone posted on Twitter uh, yesterday and um, it was from New York City. And there was a minister who... Um, performed a wedding ceremony from like the fifth floor of his, you know, 
apartment building. So he was just like shouting out the window, performing the ceremony. And there was this like lesbian couple out on the street and like all these strangers in like every apartment Aww. on the whole block were That's like cute. watching and cheering and it was so cute and like all these like feel good stories of like things happening during the quarantine um so yeah it's definitely a lot social media has gotten a lot more positive I feel than like yeah absolutely more positive than toxic I would say um so I do have a list I want to share of some coronavirus tips for protecting your mental health during quarantine so this is a list that cnbc make it compiled of advice from psychology experts as well as several health bodies anyways so their tips include create a routine um change out of your pajamas shower and make a to-do list of all the things you want to achieve each day to create a sense of normality and productivity productivity um i definitely think that's important especially with anxiety like having structure and having a routine really helps me like you know that's one thing that i'm in control of um for me this whole pandemic has really made me acutely aware of how little control I have over mm-hmm. so many aspects of my life. And so having routine and having structure really helps yeah, me sure. stay grounded during all that. Way. I feel like I have to, I'm someone who likes to stay busy a lot. So mm-hmm. having nothing to do even at work has been driving me mm-hmm. crazy. So like when I wake up, I'll do a whole full morning routine of like, you know, walking the dog, feeding her, doing like a full skincare routine, drinking a cup of tea, eating breakfast, taking my antidepressants, um, then making a whole to-do list of like what I need to accomplish at work. And then at night, I have a whole routine as well. And I feel like that's been really the only thing keeping me sane, especially being by myself this whole time. It definitely helps to have things to do. And if you don't have things to do, then you need to make things to do for yourself. You are a self-care <laughs> queen. <laughs> um, so the next, uh, it's interesting you mentioned all of that, Lyle, because the next uh, tip is break up your day. Find tasks to break up your day and where possible, change your environment for different activities. I think that's important. I cannot sit. So um, we've been working from home for the last two weeks. And me and Aaron, we both have desks on opposite sides of our office. And then we have a couch and a TV in between. And so we have literally been going from desk to couch to desk to couch to desk to couch it was driving me crazy and I just couldn't do it anymore and so I've been more conscious about taking breaks and getting up and doing things and yeah creating a to-do list and like I said before structure routine keeping busy keeping my mind off things um 
the next tip is take care of your body. <laughs> I don't do this. Well, he went like eight days without showering. So, y'all, I live alone. And <laughs> there's no one around to judge me. That being said, I have showered more this week, but it can get rough. I'm not judging you at all because the only thing that keeps like keeps me from you know devolving into a pile of filth is the fact that I live with an OCD <laughs> man who <laughs> will call me out. Um, so we'll take care of your body. You, you should eat healthily get plenty of sleep and exercise daily that could include conducting indoor workout classes stretching and practicing meditation i i mean i don't think i necessarily eat unhealthy but i definitely don't eat as healthy as i could but that being said we have been cooking almost Mm -hmm. every one of our meals at home during the quarantine so that saved a lot of money and is probably probably still healthier than what whatever we would have eaten eaten from a restaurant. So okay, next tip. God, there's so <laughs> many of the these. <laughs> okay, um, focus on the positives. Amplify good news stories and honor caregivers working tirelessly to resolve the situation. So we're already doing that. Go <laughs> us. We're ahead of the curve. Stay connected. Make the most of technology and stay in touch with colleagues, friends, and family via phone calls, texts, social media, and video conferencing. Or in our case. You know <laughs> or in our case. Or in our case. podcasting (laughs) um prepare medical supplies okay fight boredom these are really stupid fight boredom no shit make the most of catching up on tv series reading and exploring projects you've been putting off to beat boredom and stay mentally active i'm making a t-shirt blanket so that's a fun little project i'm working on And finally, it is important to remember to take one day at a time. So, I feel like, that being said, I have a few final questions for you ladies. Um, Here we go. Best thing you've watched during quarantine. Go for it. So in the spirit of um, numbing my mind and taking my mind off all the craziness that's going on, I've become really addicted to watching these really trashy like celebrity gossip videos on YouTube. Like Miss Mojo, they do these really dumb roundups that are like, you know, top 10 celebrity scandals of 2017 or you know, the truth about why no one wants to work with Katherine Heigl and all these stupid, <laughs> like, dumb, like, trashy, like, 
video forms of like listicles that you'd be too embarrassed to click on. That's what I've been binging on YouTube and it is thoroughly entertaining and I have no shame about it. But other than that, I don't care. Um, well, you should. That, I've been binging all my, like rewatching all of my favorite shows like American Dad. I just started rewatching and it's just so entertaining. Even better the second Even, time. I have rewatched it so many times and I never get tired of it. Nice. Um, what right now, about I'm really you, into rewatching Grey's Anatomy because I need something to get me through online nursing Ooh. school. <laughs> this is really helping. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, next question, ladies. What is your quarantine? So style? My quarantine style is wearing. Um, leggings <laughs> with a giant t-shirt usually one of my boyfriend's old t-shirts that are way too uh, big for me <laughs> like go down to my knees that's what I wear around the house and then when I have to step out to um, buy groceries or you know be out in public for whatever reason I'll button it up a little and wear a regular size t-shirt with leggings but I haven't put on real pants in three weeks at least and I've finished all my laundry and uh yeah haven't touched a single thing in my closet because all I've been wearing are leggings and t-shirts respect that's exactly what, what about I you fudge um sometimes I'll get a little crazy and wear a t-shirt and shorts <laughs> yeah um Ooh. <laughs> I have been wearing either pajamas, sweatpants, or leggings, and a t-shirt. Usually no bra. (coughs) Unless I'm going out for a walk, then I'll put on a sports bra. Um, Yeah. But pretty much, yeah. I will say that not wearing, like, pajamas pajamas (laughs) makes me feel, like, a little bit like, I have my life together, even though I'm still not wearing, like, jeans or real pants. At least wearing leggings and not, like, real pajamas makes me yes. feel like, I got this. Like, I'm still put together. I respect that, but I just don't care. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Favorite quarantine meal? Like, what's your go-to Snack, snack or for meal. me lately has been a bag of Cheetos and Chips Ahoy and milk. For me, I wouldn't say my okay. eating has been all that different. I've really been cooking at home a lot more, so I have a lot more. Um, or I've been like playing around more in the kitchen, so I've been eating a lot of different foods over the last few weeks, which is good. I guess my go-to snack would be any kind of popcorn. I'm just obsessed with popcorn. Yeah, we've been making popcorn pretty much every night. Um, I would say my oh, go-to yeah. Yeah, yeah. quarantine okay. meal is cereal. cereal because <laughs> uh, honey Nut Cheerios. When I, when I'm hungry, yeah, when I'm hungry, I don't know what to do with myself the quickest thing i can think to make is grape nuts flakes so that's what's going on here 
um, in Waco. Uh, what's your favorite quarantine activity? Um, probably watching Grey's Anatomy because if Lel wasn't here, I would spend most of my day in bed. <laughs> Um, for me, probably doing anything with my dog, like walking my dog, even if it's just like letting her out to pee, just playing with my dog and being with my dog in general has been so comforting. That's definitely been my favorite quarantine activity is just all of the puppy snuggles and bonding time and hugs and kisses and everything i am so into my dog these days it's insane okay so i don't know about y'all but um when the quarantine and the shelter in place went into effect uh People started buying out (laughs) the grocery stores. And (laughs) there are a lot of things that you can't find at the store anymore. So what is one thing that you can't or have not been able to find at the store that you really need? There are the obvious ones like toilet paper, paper towels. But for me, I have not been able to find meat, like frozen meat at any grocery stores in my area. Every time I show up to the grocery store, the sections are completely wiped out. Um, also bread it's been very hard to find bread because people are hoarding everything like everything yeah um crazy for a while, what about you fudge well, not a while a few days we couldn't find like everything that everyone else wanted the toilet paper paper towels clorox wipes and water but <clears throat> I went to, I had to go to AGB at 7.30 in the morning and wait in line to get all those things. And they put a limit on everything. So it kind of sucked. But our mom is really crazy. And you know that she is a huge hoarder. So she bought 22 cases of water. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure there's four more in the garage somewhere. Oh my god. I walked into the house yesterday and saw yeah, she... her like stockpile of supplies. So she's she definitely jumped on the hoarding train. Maybe not to the extent that you see going viral, like on social media, but she definitely has way more than she needs. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> does not surprise me in the least bit. I would have been surprised. Yeah. Had she not had a stockpile of supplies, our mother was born (laughs) to weather the apocalypse (laughs) in her house. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, so we were fortunate in that. Well, we are still fortunate. We live like right across the street from HEB, so it's really not too difficult to go um first thing in the morning and get some groceries if we really needed to but um so we had gotten toilet paper and we had pretty much everything but for the last two weeks we could not find paper towels anywhere and we were on our last roll and we couldn't find eggs anywhere um 
And so I went to HEB at like nine in the morning the other day and they had produce. That's another thing. There wasn't a lot of produce and um, like Aaron had gotten bananas and they were green. Like they weren't even ripe yet, um, but that's all they had were green bananas. And um, I was able to get everything I needed though. Bread, milk, eggs, um, paper towels they had a limit but i mean whatever i still got some paper towels so so. because every grocery store in my area Um, even like the big box stores are fully stocked with produce um but it's like cleaning supplies and laundry detergent and you know those middle aisles that you absolutely cannot find but like milk eggs fruits veggies potatoes like they are fully fully stocked in every store i've been to Yeah, no, they you can't find them anywhere here in Waco, but they're doing their best, and I so appreciate everything that HEB does and is doing for Texas. Um, that being said, do y'all have a small business um, you would like to shout out? Bistro because they are a small business, and you would think they were losing out on business with all of this going on but from the hours of 12 a.m to 2 a.m they're giving away free food to medical personnel so i think that's awesome woot woot and where is curbside bistro shout out curbside bistro so in dallas I don't have, like, a specific small business that I'd like to shout out, but um, there are tons of lists in Dallas about restaurants, like, mom-and-pop restaurants that are still doing dine-out, take-out, delivery. You can reach them through Grubhub or whatever. So, they're, I would just say, in general, like, support your small businesses in your area, whether that's restaurants or you can look on social media for the like nail salons or hair salons that you usually go to, like any small business that you usually support, like look up their website, look up their social media and see if they've posted about any ways that you can still support them through this time. Some people are taking donations. Um, Some people are, you know, putting together packages. So this nail salon that I like in Dallas called Verbena Parlor. Um, Obviously their salon is shut down and they're not seeing customers, but, um, some way that they're trying to stay engaged with potential customers is putting together um, like gel nail polish removal kits and kits that you can use at home to take care of your gel manicure. They're also doing like dip manicure removal kits. So if you purchase them for like $25, they're going to put the kit together for you and mail it to you wherever you live, whether it's in Dallas or somewhere else. So just like look into ways that you can support your favorite small businesses because I can assure you they're they are, are posting on social media and they're posting on their websites about different ways you can still support them through this pandemic even if they are closed. So just do your research. Sweet. Thank you for that. Um small business I'd like to shout out is Claypot Waco. 
um, because I ordered some food from there last week, oh. and it was bomb, and <laughs> they delivered it to my house. Um, no delivery fee, and they forgot some food, and so they went all the way back to make it fresh uh-huh. for me and bring That's it back awesome. to my house. So really, I got two deliveries. Yeah. And um, they've been around for a while. They're like a Waco staple and they're one of my favorites. So shout out to Clay Pot. Also, I think they're selling uh, groceries and some of their sauces and things and whatnot online. So check them out on social media also. But, you know, I definitely agree that the best thing we can do right now is um support our small businesses um what are some quarantine hacks or tips you'd like to share um i would say get out of the house at least once a day even if that's like getting in the car and just driving around the neighborhood listening to music or going for a walk or a run or yeah something because it does get boring sitting at home I definitely agree with that. I would say um, use the time to reconnect with people. So if you're like me, sitting at home alone all day can get very boring. So use the time to, you know, text or call your friends. Um, Call your parents every single day because if you do not live with them, I guarantee you they are very worried. Um, So call your parents often. Um, FaceTime with your friends. Um, if you can, you know, FaceTime with your coworkers during the day, maybe you can all like get together at lunchtime, um, and FaceTime with each other just to like chat and connect that way. Just find, there are still ways to connect with people. Just, you just got to find them. That's a very good, um, quarantine tip. Uh, great tips from both of you. My tip, uh, pretty simple. Find yes. creative ways to reuse leftovers. And your food and your groceries will last a long time. Don't be afraid to use those leftovers. Um, you'll be amazed at what you can come up with. That one was good. That's my quarantine tip. Yeah, thanks. Anyways, um, so my final question for you two ladies, and thank you so much for letting me interview you and like pick your brains a little and chat and catch up. But my last question for you is what are you most looking forward to when um, all of this is over? I have to over? say, you're obligated to say, uh, spend time with my boyfriend because we can't, we're obviously not quarantining together. So it's been hard to stay apart, but um my real answer is getting my nails done (laughs) and going to a nail salon again um yes I am most looking forward to what about you dining in at Texas Roadhouse (laughs) 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 yeah shout out respect (laughs) respect (laughs) I <laughs> it 
just not the same. Can you not order it, as it is when it's to go? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I am most looking yeah, forward to getting my eyebrows done. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty ferocious. I'm trying to see how bad they can get during the quarantine. <laughs> I want really dramatic before and after photos for when I get my eyebrows done. Survive the eyebrows. <laughs> Well, Aaron but... has really long eyebrow hairs. Like, he should accept it in his I life, mean... too. He does. He does. I had to pluck one of them. I literally had to get out of bed to go find tweezers last night to pluck <laughs> an eyebrow hair because it was so long and it was bothering me. <laughs> but um, I think I think we I think we'll get through. I think we'll get through this. <laughs> but anyways um thank you fudge and thank you lala for joining me and talking all things quarantine life Um, i miss you guys take care of our parents okay uh i will do my very best um and i will make sure that he takes care of me i know you're very worried So rude, so rude. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's the Quarantine Life podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, you can reach us at Quarantine Life um, on Twitter, or you can email me at quarantinelife at gmail.com if you have any um, questions, if you have any comments, if you have anything that you'd like me to discuss, just Bye. shoot me a message. Bye, everyone.